opportunity to intervene on your behalf for your people, your people who are the church worldwide. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us to know who belongs to you. You know who belongs to you. We pray for them all. We thank you for giving us a mandate to pray protection for your people, growth for your church, truth and understanding, righteousness, purity, everything that needs to be done to come to your church in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen. So <clears throat> we were uh, uh, going through these things, and there's a number of things we're going to do after the for the announcements. Ms. Noel is going to tell you about a project that we're helping with to help Christians uh, just with basic needs. So uh, we'll we'll have that after I'm done, and uh, want to just let you know that there are some places in the earth that really, really need God's intervention. And if it's possible to believe even greater for angelic help, uh, then let's do that. Because there are times when these people are so desperate for God's help, only angelic intervention <clears throat> will help them. And so these are things that we need to be able to ask God to provide for them and, and just be in full confidence and assurance of faith that everything that we pray for is on God's heart to do for his people, and these prayers will be answered. Amen. So we won't, we won't limit God. We won't limit the word. We'll just go full, full flat out for God and, and understand that it's up to him to provide after we pray. It's up to him to provide everything that's needed to accomplish what he's had us put on his heart, so on, on uh, what he's put on our hearts to pray. So, Father, we thank you for this opportunity again to come before your throne. We thank you, Lord, to guide us in the way that we should go in our prayer life and everything that uh, we are attempting to do here. So we thank you, Lord. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen, amen, amen again. So um, <clears throat> in our Voice of the Martyrs this month, we had uh, uh, some wonderful testimonies and stories about things that are going on uh, around the world. Uh, this month also we had to pray for, um, I think it was the nation of Sudan on our Voice of the Martyrs prayer that's attached to our daily teaching, uh, if, I'm, if I'm correct in that. So we're still praying for that nation. Uh, we take them a nation at a time. The other thing I want to make sure everybody is aware of is that we have a calendar for 2018 from Voice of the Martyrs. And uh, I'll just always lift this up to let you know. This is their official prayer calendar. And it's uh, these are $2. I did have to pay for them, so we, we got to pay the ministry back for these. But they are they have different pictures of, you know, things to inspire you, how uh, Christians worldwide live. And every day there is a different nation uh, mentioned here. So when we start to pray and, and start to really set ourselves in agreement, it's a visual to help you understand that these are real people with real needs and that uh, your heart is touched when you can actually see a picture, I think, sometimes. And you'll remember those faces and they'll inspire you to pray uh, even more. So, um, <clears throat> uh, this month, though, they have some different nations that they are spotlighting, uh, most of them in, uh, well, some in Africa, in, but most in Asia. 
And so this one is from Laos, and they're showing a baptism. And this is about your Christian family. Like, who is my mother, my brother, my sister? Who is my family? And it is all of these, as Jesus would say. So in Laos, it says, your family in Laos. The lives of the Cobb family changed dramatically three years ago when they placed their faith in Christ. They no longer feared the gods and evil spirits that others in their small Loatian village tried to appease. And their newfound freedom was obvious to the other Hmong villagers. Soon, two other families turned to faith in Christ. So you can see that even though people say they worship these gods or they serve these gods, they, they're ruled by fear, uh, uh, ignorance, frustration, oppression. All of these forces come with pagan worship or with worship other than God. And so God knows how to give a testimony to a person, and that is how you live. So never doubt that people around you can see how you, you live, and that is your testimony. They, they can see there's something different about you. I know I've heard people say that through, throughout the years. You know, there's, I knew there was something different about you. There's, you know, there's a distinction. That's your witness. You got me? Uh, whether they feel good about it or bad about it. Now, some people warm up to it and some people are just provoked by it and want to attack you. But you do have a witness there that your life is different because of Christ. It says, village leaders, however, were nervous about the foreign religion taking root among them. They worried that, would, that it would anger their gods, causing crops to fail or bringing other calamities on the village. So the one thing you do know about a pagan god or a god other than our god is that he's always willing to punish people if he's not pleased with them. And so really, uh, pagan gods are generally angry, and we have to find ways to appease them. And if we're not careful, we start thinking about our God like that sometimes. You always think something's wrong whenever a prayer is, doesn't come as fast as we want it to. We think God's mad at us about something. Amen? And so we have to learn how to keep renewing our minds to the fact that God's anger was appeased at Calvary. Amen? And, and that took care of everything for us. And if we walk in humility and respect of what Jesus did, then we can always have favor with God. So these village leaders were afraid that their gods would get angry if these people were serving another god right in their midst. So it says, after agreeing that they had to take action, the leaders demanded that the three Christian families renounce their faith. When the families refused, they were expelled from the village and forced to move into tarp tents in the rice field. When three other families witnessed their strong faith, they too placed their trust in Christ, bringing the Christian community in the rice field to a total of six families composed of 32 individuals. They are not permitted to leave the field unless a leader from another village allows them into their village. Recently, a family from the Kamu tribe noticed their tent camp and asked them why they were living in a rice field. The exiled Hmong explained what had happened and shared the gospel with that family who later came to know Christ. 
Throughout Southeast Asia, new Christians among the region's numerous tribal groups are ostracized and exiled when they turn away from the predominant animistic religion and place their faith in Jesus Christ. But God continues to, lose, continues to use these exiles to spread the hope of the gospel. So here we see them at a baptism. Amen. And that's common when people, you know, they, they symbolically uh, use baptism to separate them from their old pagan religions and old ways. So same thing that we do as well. And so with, with most of these tribes, so it's, it's highly significant in their lives to have that water baptism. So here's your family in Uganda. Amen. Amen. <laughs> says here, the plan was simple, and he'd done it several times before. Rally a group of Muslim men, confront a gathering of Christians, and then attack them with clubs and stones until they dispersed. But Hassan's plan wasn't God's plan that day. As he approached a group of Christians, he suddenly felt the need for prayer. He asked one pastor after another, but they were afraid to talk to him, thinking it was a trap. Finally, one pastor prayed with him, and Hassan accepted Christ immediately. He spent three months with a pastor, learning what it means to follow Jesus. When he returned home, his house had been burned down, and his family was gone. After learning of his conversion, they had held a symbolic funeral for him, considering him dead. Hassan began to travel throughout eastern Uganda and share the gospel with Muslims. As he watched Muslims turn to Christ, he noticed that they often faced the same problems he faced when he became a Christian. One significant problem for new Christian families was that they weren't welcome at school. Hassan, therefore, decided to start a school to serve the children of persecuted Christians and anyone else in the community looking for a Christian education. Today, the Hope of Glory serves 150 students. <laughs> About half are children of persecuted Christians from all over Uganda who board at the school, while the other half are local children. The school curriculum includes instruction in how to share the gospel with Muslims and how to respond to persecution. Hassan, who once took pride in beating Christians, now teaches a future generation how to faithfully withstand persecution. Amen? That's a bunch of kids there, too. <laughs> Praise God. Somebody got on a Dora the Explorer t-shirt. <laughs> That's cute. Your family in Cuba. Cubans have borne the weight of communism for more than half a century. In the last years of Cuban leader Fidel Castro's life, however, the country's strict communistic and atheistic ideals appear to be eroding. Then, in about 2014, the waning spirit of the communist revolution was suddenly revived, and pressure on Christians rose sharply. Evangelical leaders were regularly interrogated by the Religious Affairs Committee and pressured to stop their Christian work. As the communist spirit continued to grow, Christians experienced a renewed passion to evangelize. Amid this environment, Christian leaders from various denominations jointly launched an evangelistic campaign in Havana called Power to Transform. 
The campaign's objective was simple. Church members would go to bars, cafes, and parks and share Jesus. When communist officials heard about the campaign, the church leaders from all denominations were summoned for interrogation. But since the campaign had no central leader and received no foreign support, Cuban authorities had no one to arrest and no way of stopping the campaign. So Christians throughout Havana continued to share their faith with confidence. When a church member was confronted by a man asking who had given him the authority to evangelize in a public park, the Christian replied, I didn't ask Raul Castro for permission to talk to Jesus, and I'm not going to ask you for it either. Because of wise planning and humble leadership, the campaign reached many in Havana, and Christians now want to do the same throughout cities in Cuba. The spirit of God's love is overcoming the spirit of revolution. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 No, 2014 was was the year uh, President Obama started to lift all those sanctions off Cuba. And you see, it did nothing but make communism get stronger down there. But God. God always has a counter. God always has a countermeasure. Amen. Your family in Algeria. Worshippers stand shoulder to shoulder on the auditorium floor as musicians sing and play joyfully from the stage. The balcony is also crowded, and even more people cluster around doors and windows to join in worship. The most surprising thing about this packed service, however, is its location. It's taking place in Muslim-majority Algeria, where religions other than Islam face tight government restrictions. As evidenced by this worship service, the restrictions haven't hindered the Berber Christians living in northern Algeria. Within the last 30 days, the Berber people have reclaimed their heritage as the original inhabitants of the region, rejecting the language, culture, and religion imposed on them by Arabic Islamic invaders beginning in the 7th century. Having rejected Islam, many Berbers are now embracing Christianity. Both registered and unregistered Christian churches are growing exponentially in the region, some consisting of a handful of believers in a living room and others meeting in newly constructed church buildings with a complete church staff. Some of the churches Voice of the Martyr works with have even sent missionaries from their own congregations to share Christ with Algeria's Arab population, the very people who have oppressed the Berber Christians for centuries. Churches are allowed to meet openly, but not without risk. Outspoken Christians are sometimes beaten by Muslims in the community, and vandals throw rocks during church services and deface church buildings. In addition, converts to Christianity are often rejected by their families and cannot find work to support themselves. But the church continues to grow as the love of Christ wins the hearts in Algeria. Amen. So that's them getting baptized. Amen. Your family in India. Walter was a new Christian as he, and he was scared. Most people in his village thought anyone who left Hinduism was rejecting Indian culture, so Christians were highly criticized by their neighbors. Although Walter was reluctant to talk about his faith, he admired his pastor's boldness. 
Eventually, he decided to visit a neighboring village with Pastor Joseph. When a Hindu family asked them to pray for a sick family member, they gladly entered their home, but when they walked back out, about 50 men were waiting for them. The mob began to beat them and smash their vehicle with sticks. They looted their vehicle and dragged the Christians to the police station where they were thrown in jail. Pastor Joseph lost four teeth in the beating and Walter was covered with bruises. But the pastor was undeterred. As he crouched on the dirt floor of the jail cell, still aching from the beating, he couldn't stop talking about Jesus with the other prisoners in the cell. Walter watched as three of his cellmates gave their lives to Christ. Suddenly, something inside him overflowed. He turned to the prisoner slumped beside him. He said, did you know that Jesus loves you? He began. The man responded with interest, and after several hours of conversation, he too became a Christian. Walter and Pastor Joseph were released for three, after three days. Today, fully aware of the potential for more beatings and jail time, Walter continues to share Jesus with everyone he meets. God used an arrest and a beating to embolden Walter's faith. Amen. So here's Walter and Pastor, what's his name? <laughs> Pastor Joseph, I think he said. Amen. So that's in India. Praise God. Amen. So that's what we have there from Voice of the Martyr. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to share a little bit about persecution in this country, in America. Uh, we know that, um, um, I think a week ago, was it a week ago today, was 26 people, or 20, yeah, 26 people were murdered in a Christian, uh, in a church in Texas. Amen. And uh, we know that there are reasons for this you know people use um, uh, things situations like strife between uh, a son-in-law and a mother and a man who's uh, mentally unstable for these kinds of things but we know that the devil takes great delight in hurting God's people and especially killing them and then killing them in God's house uh, is symbolic of, of the blasphemy a great deal of blasphemy that goes on against God in this country every day, uh, where people are openly mocking prayer. Uh, they openly mock uh, things that uh, that we do to to really uh, bring dignity in situations like this. Uh, I know a, a politician was saying uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, we don't need that anymore. That never helps. Uh, we need gun control. You know, they're they're good at making, you know, little glib comments like this to mock. See, you know, I mean, you can say that, you can think that, you can feel that, but what you're really saying, you're mocking God. You know, it's like, what good does prayer do? Because these people are dead already. So, and people have really do have a warped sense of, who God is and how he moves and how he works. Uh, you know, we're not praying for dead people. We're praying for families who are, are bereaved. And we're praying that God would intervene in situations so we don't have these kinds of situations that go on, you know, just um, uh, freely. We want to put a curb to different things. I heard one of the uh, mainstream 
media people commenting, uh, well, if prayers helped, why didn't it help them? They were praying already. They were in church and make uh, really glib comments like that, not knowing that when you say things like that, you're really challenging the God of the universe that he doesn't know what he's doing, he doesn't have power, and, and there's only one way to help people, and that is to stop things before it happens. And so when we think about that, we have to understand that there's a great deal of ignorance about God's ways, about how uh, what is happening really behind the scenes to cause these things to happen. And so I thought it would be good if we would just kind of share how God moves in situations like this to to allow people to come to uh, a resolution of faith. Some of the people in that situation were saying that God had given them great peace even in the situation. And I think if anybody feels that uh, because God won't intervene, uh, you know, it, or or if God really meant good for people, nothing bad would ever happen to anybody on this earth. Uh, they're really mistaken. And I think what God is doing, in a way, is awakening his people to a need for greater prayer and a need for greater witnessing to people who are so ignorant that they they think they can challenge the wisdom of God and the omnipotence of God to do things uh, that would help people and do things in God, as though God doesn't have compassion on these people uh, as they were killed when they're reaching out to worship him. And so when the devil gets an opportunity to make a big pronouncement like this, he will do it. So this isn't God's lack of anything, but it's the devil's advance on humanity. And so if we don't see it as the devil's advance on humanity, uh, we're, we're missing the whole opportunity that God is giving us to intervene and intercede on behalf of the American Christian, on behalf of the American church, on behalf of, of safety uh, for uh, people who are going into places of worship in this country. And so if we, if we can understand that God is calling us to pray for greater protection in this nation, not only with our persecuted uh, 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 church brothers and sisters in other nations, but also there is a security that he wants to bring to the people in this nation where we're not afraid to go to church, we're not afraid to assemble publicly for God, and we're not afraid that we will be murdered or killed just because we name the name of Jesus. We have to understand that we have to go ahead and witness Christ and preach the gospel anyway, even if there may be danger out there, but understand that God affords us safety and protection if we will ask him for it. And I think that's one of the things that is missing in the church. There's this sense of not really dealing with reality sometimes among church people. Um, some of these positive messages that people hear continually and never hear anything about the devil and his destructive plans and his 
his wiles and how to ask God for wisdom to know when the enemy is, is coming near what the plans of the enemy are. We have to really pray for God's church to get stronger in understanding warfare and understanding how to prepare for war and understanding how to use our faith for God to come in and intervene and, and we can get the promises that we will be satisfied with long life. That our lives will not be cut short. We can make plans. We can expect good every day. We can expect God's holy intervention every day. And so I think if there's anything that we need to pray for the American church is that that church would wake up and we would begin to put on strength and we would begin to align ourselves more with God's word and we would uh, get out of the business of show businessing the church. You got me? And, amen. And get down to where we really live. Because there have to be a people who understand war. There just has to be. Uh, it's like I, could, I can tell sometimes by what things happen in the natural. I could tell by the way our military was being treated. Like in the past, I would say, you know, it happens in different and different administrations. But we have some administrations that have treated our military extremely poorly. Uh, we've had uh, the uh, uh, first responders and policemen not be supported and defended. Uh, we've had immigration authorities not being supported, refused to have local police support them. And so the devil has sown division even in some of the institutions that we depend on for security and safety to break down that hedge, to break down that wall that we, we, God has erected to protect what he's doing in this, this nation. You know, God doesn't want people oppressed and fearful, living in fear, afraid to go out of the houses. But, you know, if, if the devil can do that to us and begin to oppress us and get us so fearful of one another, fearful of prayer, fearful of making a statement, fearful of going to church, fearful of saying something that might offend somebody. Uh, there's too much fear being respected. You got me? In this nation and in this atmosphere. And I think we need to start stripping that fear off, stripping the blinders off of people's minds. Because trust me, when people start going after your words and forbidding you to speak, they don't want the gospel preached. That's what they're after. They don't want you to share with anybody who God is and the love of Christ. They don't want a truth told. And so if we can see this for what it is, and it is a trick of the enemy to lull the church into thinking that there's no warfare out here or that it's not that bad. Like they said uh, in during World War II, nobody believed Hitler was capable of doing what he did. And when he would start, you know, every night the, the Gestapo would start out to go arrest some people. And you could hear the sirens, you know, going by of the uh, cars going out to pick people up. And they would drive by the Christian church and they would just, you know, sing louder. You know, just play the music louder and people sing louder to drown out the warnings that the next stop is coming for you 
Then when they finally came to the church and started dragging them out, there was nobody to drown out. Amen. The voices. And so we have to understand that if you know to pray, you better pray. And we need to pray for people who don't know to pray to rise up and rise up and begin to resist the devil. You know, you can't you can't side with politically correct stuff. You can't side with liberal thinking. You know, there's the line has been drawn already and God always draws a plumb line of holiness. Amen. You know, you can't vote for people who support abortion. And and homosexuality is just a lifestyle. You can't put your support behind that. So we have to resist that kind of stuff, folks, and fight for people who are under that bondage to get free. You want people free so they can believe the gospel and trust God. So we're going to pray our prayer against persecution, but we're also going to pray that this, this nation would wake up. Because we have a lot of understanding about spiritual things that have been preached forever. Amen. Uh, the messages that are, are passive, lukewarm, milk-toast messages, those voices need to be diminished. We need to, we need to get them down to where they're not the dominant voice because you don't need people telling you that God's going to bless you. Just hold on. It's not about you anymore. It's about the survival of a of a uh, a people of a kingdom, people in the kingdom of God. It's about our survival uh, of people in general. And the time. Listen, if you haven't gotten all the the dresses and the cars and the houses that you want, you just have to let it go and trust God. If if I get it, I get it. If I perish, I perish. But now ain't the time to be crying out for all those kinds of things we want we want righteousness we want an end to oppression we want justice for people who are oppressed and we want an end to the murder of god's people and we have to stand for these things and learn how to make a stand for them you know always confess that your life is blessed always confess that good is going to happen to you today and but let's move on and start fighting the real enemy and putting that stinking devil in his place. Amen. Because he's already, God's already judged against him. Amen. We have arrest warrants for the devil that we have yet to serve. Amen. And we keep serving him. It's not okay to kill God's people. Amen. It's not okay to tell us we can't preach the gospel. It's not okay. And so the more we can declare that, the more we can have a resolution to these things. So that angels we begin to show up and fight for us and minister. You know, angels to get people out of a building. Amen. Or sound a warning or an alarm to them so that they know to get up and move and not be there when danger comes in the door. You know, God can do that too. Amen. People say, well, why didn't he do it? Well, they probably didn't ask him. Now, that's mean to say, Barb. You shouldn't say those poor people. No, you have not because you ask not. I know for one thing I'm asking, and I'm believing not a hair of our head will fall to the ground. Amen. So you get what you believe for, folks. You know, I, I feel bad that that happened there as well. 
But what can you do? You can help people who are alive to know what to do to help people who don't know what to do. Ask God for extreme mercy for his people. Ask God for more help. They didn't have enough help, Lord. We need more help for people, more help for more congregations. We can pray more more boldly and more confidently for him to send help to people and let them escape sudden death like that. Amen? So it's on all of us to begin to ask and, and to believe and to thank God for it and let the supernatural be real to us. Amen? Let it be real to us so that we can go and let the, the remainder, the remnant of that congregation, let them be changed into spiritual warriors. People who will fight back in the spirit and understand and beef up their understanding of God and how to prevent. Let that man of God go on his knees and say, God, we can't let this happen. What do we do to keep this from happening in our church again? Amen. That's a good prayer to pray. And I know God will answer that prayer. So we're going to put our our, uh, um, confession before God. We're going to put our petition before God that he would begin to stir up many warriors who can fight, who can prevent uh, harm and injury from coming, who can pray uh, pray protection over their lives, over the lives of others. Um, I'm really praying now for God to begin to distribute our books more because I know our prayers are effective. And I know that, amen, some of the messages that God has given us have helped us. And you know they can help others as well. So we're going to put all of that before the Lord because we know that God has an answer for this. So we want his answer. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We bless you and we praise you. Lord, we thank you. We ask you to forgive our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, as we come before your throne as righteous people, Lord. We know that you give us what we need to pray. Guide our prayers, God. Guide our thoughts. We want an end to killing people who are serving you worldwide in this nation, every nation, Father. That we are not prepared to leave this earth until we have fulfilled your will. So, Lord, we thank you for blessing us. To know that we are, we have authority over all the devil's works. We have authority over all the works of darkness. Now, Lord, we want to increase that authority all over this earth. We want to increase it over this land, over America. Father, we ask you to silence the voices of hatred, silence the voices of discord, silence the voices of division, of lies of trickery and of deception. We we curse this witchcraft and brainwashing spirit that's on our news and on our airwaves in the name of Jesus. We silence that voice in the name of Jesus. We call your works to not Satan in Jesus' name. You cannot have this nation. We are one nation under God. You cannot have God's people. You cannot crucify them. You cannot murder them. You cannot kill them. We will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we are under your divine protection. We thank you, Lord, that we submit to you and resist the devil. Devil, you must flee. 
Father, I thank you. I call every church congregation to submit to you in the name of Jesus. I command you, devil, to flee from us seven ways. Vengeance belongs to you, God. We resist retaliation from our accusers. We are serving you. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? You who sit in the heavens are laughing. Behold their threatening, Lord. Stretch forth your hand to heal. Do signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. We declare that the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let them fall by their own counsels. Lord, I thank you. Judge the people. Judge us, O Lord, according to our integrity that is in us. Let the mischief of those who persecute us return upon his own head. Keep us as the apple of the eye. Hide us under the shadow of thy wings. Thank you for teaching our hands to war so that the bow of steel is broken in our arms. Thank you that you have given us the necks of the enemies. Shut the mouths of the lions that roar their lies against us and cause the tongue of the wicked persecutors to cleave to the roof of the mouth. Stop the pointing of the finger against your servant. Stop those who point the finger against us without a cause and who hate us. It is time for you to work, O Lord. They have made void your law. Lord, we know it's nothing for you to help. Help us, O Lord, our God. O save us according to your mercy. Let our hands prosper and prevail against our enemies. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore, our persecutors shall stumble. They shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Father, we thank you that those who live godly will suffer persecution, but not death. We thank you, Lord, that we will, as persecuted people, we understand that. But, Father, we will not die. We will preserve our lives. We thank you that we will not be arrested. We will not be tortured. We will not be persecuted beyond human (coughs) compassion. I thank you, Lord, that our suffering will turn to be a witness. And we bless you and we praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for the wars in the Middle East. And we thank you, Father, that those wars will be won. And that these people, the Muslim horde, will back off. They will not overtake this world as they believe that they are doing. That they will be stopped by your mighty hand. Because Jesus is Lord of all. He is not ordained for a false religion to rule this world. But we are ordained. We are heirs of salvation. We'll rule the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. And that is your people who are called by your name. And we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We ask you to raise up churches in this nation who will teach warfare, who will fight warfare, who will not quit praying and not quit fighting till all your enemies are made your footstool. Father, I ask you to open doors for our prayer manuals and our prophetic books to be released, Father. Our books to strengthen the church. Our books on end-time prophecy, on the end-time warfare of the church, Father. I thank you that these helps will be made available to your people in such a way that they will know how to pray and that they will be able to ward off every threat of the enemy. We thank you for it, Lord. We bless you and we praise you, Father. And we pray against the persecution that we will continue to advance your kingdom, Father. That we are people like Daniel who obey the law of God and we only answer to you in the name of Jesus. 
<clears throat> we break the power of Baal worship, Lord. The people who are, are so perverted in sexuality and all of those things, Father, we thank you for exposing and removing those people from places of influence in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that the cesspool in Hollywood is being exposed. We thank you to drain that swamp in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, to get rid of every soul that is causing havoc like that in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We declare that Jesus is Lord of the universe. He is Lord of all. He's Lord over this nation. He is Lord over the people of this nation. And we thank you, Lord. To put a hunger and a thirst into people for righteousness. Let people begin to cry out to you. Let there be no hiding place for the person who is uh, tempting his neighbor to, to sin, Father, in Jesus' name. That there be no hiding place for these people. That there be no hiding place for the backslider. That there be no hiding place for the person that's in our family who is not converted, Lord. That all the unconverted in our households, Father, there be no hiding place for them. That they have to come to their knees and respond to you in the right way, Father. We thank you, Lord, so much for what you're doing in our nation. We thank you, Lord, that you watch over the foreigner and you sustain the fatherless and the widow, but you frustrate the ways of the wicked. Father, I thank you. You sustain the humble, but you cut cast the wicked to the ground. You grant peace on all of our borders, and you satisfy us with the finest of things. Thank you, Lord. May your hand be ready to help us, for we have chosen your way. Father, we thank you that the look on their faces testifies against them, that they parade their sin like Sodom. They do not hide it. Woe to them, for they have brought disaster upon themselves. Father, we ask you in that place, present the gospel to people who have brought disaster upon themselves. And we thank you for that, Father. We thank you that we are strong and courageous. We are not terrified because of our enemies, because you go with us. You will never leave us and never forsake us. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we will assemble the people in our towns to worship you and to praise you. And when we go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots in great numbers, we will not be afraid of them. Because you are God, you are the one who brought us out of every persecution. You brought us out of every trouble, and you are still with us. For when we go into battle, you shall come out, the priest shall come out forward and address the army. And when we march up to attack the city, we make its people an offer of peace. And we thank you, Lord, that we make people an offer of salvation, and they will hear it. That many will be saved, and many will come into your kingdom, and many will be made righteous because of your will and because of what you want to do in our midst, Lord. And we thank you for it. We bless you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Amen again. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So as we go through the week ahead, just begin to thank God for what he's doing. Oh, Lord, I thank you for ending murder in our churches in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Lord, for ending severe persecution in all of these nations. Thank you, Lord, for freeing your people up to worship you in spirit and in truth and have joyful lives and peaceful lives. So we continue to thank God for those things because he's already promised and ordained to do them. And ask him to put you in the path of people who really need to know him. You know, there are people out there, their time is right. Amen. The time is right for them to receive everything that they need from God. Praise God. Amen. So, Ms. Juana, why don't you put on some music? If anybody needs prayer, I'll pray for you. If there's needs in the house, we know God will meet those needs. Amen. Praise God. Mm-hmm.